Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hello, hello, hello. Howdy. Hi. Tonight's episode is Thin Ice. Thin Ice. Correct? Well, like 10 weeks ago episode. But well, yeah. The one we got to tonight. That's, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, this was kind of a middling episode for me. Um, I could talk about what I liked and what I didn't like. Okay, let's, what do you want to start with? You want to start with bad news or good news? Let's start with the bad news. Start with the bad news. Okay. okay. First off, the whole giant creature that's being subjected by humans, it's been done before in yeah. Doctor Who. And like the giant whale from... The giant whale from... Amy Pond? That yeah. Was Amy Pond's second that was like episode. one of... Yeah, Amy Pond's second episode. I feel like it's been done maybe even previously. I just remember that one. The, that whale was always like, what, weren't they always like doing the cry, the moaning cry too? Yeah. That one? And, that, and I feel like it was done better there because it, it set up a really interesting dilemma. Like not only why it was done, the human's need for it was, it made sense. Yeah, it made sense. It wasn't just I'm evil, cruel, aristocrat. Right. And this one was like. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There's I, just a lot of things that didn't. Like I that did like didn't well, as far as that went. I thought it was at least an interesting turn that it's not necessarily extraterrestrial. Yeah, I, I mean, thought I thought that was an. You don't always. Oh, everything's aliens on Doctor Who. You a know, lot of times, and I mean, this thing could just be like some random creature that grew. You know, mm-hmm. the sea is full of weird creatures. I mean, Doctor Who has done their except those sort of exceptions to the norm before the uh, or the, the people who lived inside the Earth. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so yeah, the big ideas of this nothing was really new or that impressive. No, yeah, I, I would agree. The the big ideas were kind of just ah oh, whatever. But I felt like the the edges of it were pretty interesting. Yes, no, I and what what I enjoyed was it's always fun with new companion stuff to sort of for the you know the first time seeing a sonic screwdriver. What what's a what about it is a screwdriver? <laughs> Not a screwdriver at all. <laughs> Um, it's a very broad term. Yeah. <laughs> and why is it sonic? Well, it makes noise. <laughs> Apparently you can untie your ropes, too. And I love, yeah, I love the <laughs> screwdriver. This one's very TARDIS looking. Yeah, I'm not, it's, I'm not sure I like the design of this particular screwdriver. It's, it's almost the most toy looking one yeah. um, in some ways. But it's not bad. And the first time the companion comes against kind of Dr. Logic. In, like you know, because the way he saves and doesn't save, you know, he's all the doctors have this sort of uh, like I save people, but people die around me all the time. Yeah, <laughs> sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, having to deal with that sort of life and death stakes. I mean, even though she had seen some, it was the first that was like right in front of her. Which yeah, and I thought it was interesting. You know, like how many people like I got, I just move on. You know, yeah. And then he says, "I don't have time for outrage," which is obviously a lie. <laughs> yeah. But- <laughs> <laughs> oh, clearly. <laughs> Very much so. Fact, Great line. I, I'm, not, I'm not even sure how much I buy what he was saying with the whole... I mean, sometimes he does this when he says that it's your planet, your rules, you tell me what to yeah. do. Like, okay, sometimes that's true, Doctor, but other times you just do whatever yeah. you think he needs done. Last time that was a big deal was uh, the moon episode. Yeah, that the was, moon episode, yeah. Yeah, which was an annoying because uh, <laughs> he was trying to pull the same sort of thing. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, don't. the thing is... He would have done what he was going to do anyways. Sometimes you feel like, like he said, he's the teacher. Her, their relation, his relationship was she was a, he was the tutor to her. Yeah, I, I could completely see him forcing her to make the decision almost as as a test. As a test. I mean, I don't know if they played it that way, but I'm fine headcanon doing that. Yeah, I can see that too. Um, I did like his their conversation about time travel. He was like, just don't think about it too don't, much. <laughs> it's great, doctor, and I love that it's just like. You know, just live like every other day, you know, because yeah. <laughs> you're constantly affecting the future. Yeah. Um, 
And it's interesting. I do wonder how much this episode was inspired by actual, you know, some person just saw, oh, last frost fair and some sort of thaw. And mm. I wonder how much that's random true facts yeah. that inspired it. Yeah, that could be. Because it just, there were interesting details that. To include. To include. Yeah. yeah. I might have to look that up afterward. If it's an actual historical event. I'm sure, I'm sure there are frost fairs, but I'd be interested to know whether there was some sort of snap thaw. Uh, okay. that, that could have been made up for this. It's possible. I mean, London's in a weird climate where they don't get a whole lot of snow, I think, technically, but they're cold a lot. Yeah. So it's entirely possible. It was kind of a fun atmosphere. Yeah. The, the, you know, the ice and the fair going on simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And we did kind of the Dickens, you know, feel too. I kept expecting someone to say, please, sir, I want some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this episode. Um, I mean, I did, I did like his speech about valuing people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's back, you know, well, I would agree with his, his sentiments about, you know, society's judging how it treats the less fortunate and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, it was nice also just because then Bill gets to see that, okay, the doctor's not as harsh as he makes him out. To, he always says, I have all these hard decisions, but n- normally he's fighting for the underdog most times. Yeah. Most of the time it's actually pretty, well, I mean, you get these hard decisions sometimes, but a lot of the, the, the big picture stuff is pretty. The yeah, last time he killed lots of people would have been time war. Yeah. He really doesn't. Have, he really. doesn't. And even in the time where he didn't really thought he did. He thought he did. Yeah. Which, yeah. So, yeah. So who has he actually killed ever? I mean, actual. I'm sure well, there are. I don't remember. I think he has killed actual. Uh, uh, yeah. It's, it doesn't stick with you because they're probably, they were probably just minions and stuff. Um, like one time that comes to mind when uh, the first, the first Donna episode, the runaway bride, he kills like a, uh, there's a giant spider lady thing, and he slaughters all her eggs. Her oh babies and yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's the one. That's the one time that sucked in my mind because it they made a big story point out of it. Yeah, um, he's, he's normally relatively pacifist, though. Cobalti's a little less. Um, it's weird because he was all against the military that first season, but now he, he punches people, and I don't think he's quite as he's a little less nonviolent than yeah. some of them. Yeah. Like Matt Smith was very much like. Like, yeah, let's, yeah, let's be friends. Let's be friends. Yeah. 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 All right. So, yeah. Pretty simple episode. Yeah. Uh, not, not, yeah. Is, you know, your monster of the week historical. Historical. Setting. Yeah. You always get a historical setting one. And those aren't always as, those are kind of interesting, but they don't always tend to be some of the craziest, you know, like, idea. Like, I'm very fond of the, like, smile mm. where you have lots of crazy ideas thrown together. Right. Right. It's similar in some ways, like uh, Vampires in Venice was yeah. of, was an episode kind of like this, where it's just a setting, and there's a it's a decently fun adventure, have, but it's not a standout. Good, good emotional moments, some mm-hmm. you know, like Bill's Bill's kind of a fun character. You know, she has her own. Mm-hmm. I, it's kind of nice to see them all dressed up because normally they just run around whatever clothes they got. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's always fun to see them in incognito. In, incognito. Then, so what do you think is in the the giant door that the Doctor is keeping locked up? I don't know. I mean, it seems like. Master would be the only thing I would know right now, but it's probably something I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I love the I love his little serving guy. <laughs> I figured when they were going to flip for it, yeah. he was going to pull his the his coin, coin trick. Thing, yeah, <laughs> I think I think it, the idea is he did off, yeah. off screen basically, which I think was nice. Yeah, and I, there were some nice and parallels, like you know, at the beginning, like why didn't they ever see this blue tart this TARDIS? Like how people, the human race is good at ignoring things, and no one notices the the, the fish at the end. And yeah, yeah, um, it's a lot of like. Yeah, all those things about time travel. Yeah, don't think too hard about it sort of episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, that's Thin Ice. 
Uh, make sure you uh, give a like to our brand new Facebook page if you haven't yet. Yes. At, uh, just search for Dear Old Trains of Thought on Facebook. Yeah, we'll post this on there too. Yeah, that should be a good idea. Okay. Um, until next time, this is Tim. This is Nick. Bye-bye.